This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, April 17th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. A ton to get into with the spring game. Uh, just two days in the rearview mirror. We're going to take a, a look back on that and really spring overall and what it means for the Buckeyes heading into the 2023 season. Um, first of all, I want to start off. I'm glad Brian Hartline's okay. That's scary stuff. Um, some people have been seriously injured on those type of uh, – ATVs. This is actually not even an ATV. What do they call it? A UTV. Um, boys and their toys, right? Um, I tell you what. If I had his means, I, I, I'd, I'd probably buy one of those too. So I'm, I'm not going to fault him at all. I like stuff like jet skis and stuff. Um, I don't own one because I don't live uh, near the water and I don't have like enough money to be buying those toys. But um, I get it. But I'm just glad Coach Harlan's okay. That's scary stuff when that news hit that he was. Um, uh, involved in that accident so on his own property for those that didn't hear um the utv him and a friend were hurt um i don't know if it flipped over or what happened exactly but um just glad coach hartland's okay he tweeted last night that he's okay so that's great news all right let's get to it um all right let's start right at the top with kyle mccord shall we um because that's what everybody's talking about anyway let's just start right with with kyle mccord um yeah, I mean, as I said after the game, I'm not panicking. I, I thought, like, I'm like everybody saw, he didn't have a good spring game. Okay, he the stats weren't great. 18 of, of 34 for like 187 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. But he should have had a couple of interceptions. C.J. Hicks almost had one. I think you know there was at least another one that looked like it, it should have been picked off. So, by the way, C.J. Hicks had a phenomenal game overall. He, he kind of. He did drop that interception, but he, at least he he jumped the route and made it. You know, you know, I, and you know, I'll take that. You know, eventually he'll he'll catch those, and those will be interceptions, maybe uh, pick sixes for CJ Hicks. But uh, the point is, Kyle McCord's lucky he didn't have a couple of picks in the game. But I'm not panicking. I still think he's going to be a good starting quarterback this year. Uh, will he be better than good? We'll see. Um, especially with the weapons he has around him and with Ryan Day. I still believe Ryan Day is going to be calling the plays. Um, we'll see. As you guys know, if you listen to the show often, I, I say I'll believe it when I see it, when Ryan Day completely gives up play calling duties. Will Coach Hartline be heavily involved? Of course. Will Justin Fry be heavily involved? Of course. But um, I still think Ryan Day is going to be the primary play caller. We'll, we shall see. But, yeah, I, I still think Kyle McCord is going to be a good starter this year. Now, is Devin Brown completely out of the mix? No, absolutely not. This, this is not a serious injury. He wasn't able to play in the spring game, but he got the vast majority of spring under his belt, which is big. You know, we always put a lot of emphasis on the spring game, really a lot of the other scrimmages in spring. 
are just as important, if not more so, to the coaches and players. So especially when you add them all up together compared to just one, you know, controlled scrimmage that is the spring game. I, I thought it was cool that Archie scored the touchdown. Now I can say I saw Archie Griffin score a touchdown in the horseshoe, as I said in our postgame podcast. But um, but still, that's an example of they're not doing that 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 uh, scrimmages at practice, you know. So it's a little a little different for the spring game. Um, so is Devin Brown out of it? No, he he's going to be back throwing soon, is what I've been told, and he's going to go through everything in summer. He's going to be ready when camp begins in late summer, in August, and then we'll see what happens. I mean, Coach Day has said himself, there's not a, a large gap. Um, there's a reason Kyle McCord, even before Devin Brown got hurt, was going first. And, and you know they were they were rotating with the first team, but it was McCord would always if they did had a scrimmage, McCord would always take the first snap. You know, so you don't have to be Einstein to realize that meant he was a little ahead of Devin Brown in the pecking order. Coach Day never said that. Kind of alluded to it once, but never said that McCord was even a little bit ahead. He never he never even put it in in, in those words. But his actions and he kind of like alluded to it one time so to speak. Um, but no, Devin Brown's not out of it. He can win this job in camp. Do I think he will? No, I think Kyle McCord's going to hold on to the job, but um, needs to play better than he did in that spring game. Needs to play better. All right, I want to talk about three young defensive players all entering their second year. I'm going to kind of bunch them all together, um, all these three uh, young studs, young bucks. C.J. Hicks, Sonny Styles, and Kenyatta Jackson. Okay. Sonny Styles needs to start. We'll start with that. Sonny Styles just needs to start, period. I, I don't, you know, not find a role for him off the bench. Start and play a lot. Like, rarely leave the field. Okay, CJ Hicks and Kenyatta Jackson. I'm not saying they have to start, but they have to play a lot. And I think they will. I think they will. I like, I talked about this a lot on our postgame podcast, but, you know, um, I'll repeat myself. I like Steel Chambers a lot. But, you know, even last year he was rotating a little bit with um, Cody Simon. Steele ended up winning that job. And Steele's a fifth-year senior. is going to be better than he was as a fourth-year junior in theory. And he had a good year last year. Go back and watch. Played great against Georgia. But C.J. Hicks is the real deal. Now entering your second year, if you're a, a five-star – it's not all about the stars, but, you know, if you're a former five-star, you're not entering your second year, and you look the part. I mean, now's the time. You're only going to get one more year of these kids after this year. So two more years total, in theory, with, with guys like C.J. Hicks and Sonny Styles. C.J. Hicks reminds me a lot of um, Jerome Baker. He might even end up being better than that. And Jerome Baker had a really good sophomore year and then, um, you know, didn't have that great of a junior year. But I, I put a lot of that on coaching. And it was a third-round pick, you know, and still in the NFL. So um, I think C.J. Hicks will be at least that good, and that's – that's that's good. That's very good. Remember how good uh, Jerome Baker was as a sophomore? My point is now's the time. These guys, you know, I understand not playing a ton as a true freshman, although Sonny Styles played, especially against Georgia, played a lot as a true freshman. Kenyatta Jackson got on the field a little bit, but technically redshirted, I believe. I still think he has got four years of eligibility left. Yeah, um, at least he got his feet wet. But Kenyatta Jackson looks great. He's got to at least be – and Caden Curry looks good too, but um, we saw Caden Curry play – a decent amount as a true freshman last year. He did not redshirt, but he enrolled early, whereas Jackson did not. And uh, Jackson looks great coming off that edge. So, um, you know, you know, Jack Sawyer is going to be pushed by Kenyatta Jackson, in my opinion. And uh, JT Tumalowal, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be hard to keep off the field very much, although Larry Johnson likes to rotate. But I think Jack Sawyer is going to be in that rotation because Kenyatta Jackson needs to play. Needs to play. 
again, I'm not going to go as far as to say he has to start, but I won't, I won't be mad if he starts, but uh, he has to play a lot. And I think he will. Larry Johnson, that's one thing you don't have to worry about rotating, right? It, anybody rotating is Larry. Larry Johnson will rotate, you know. Will they rotate in the back seven? We shall find out. They didn't do that much last year. But, um, again, I think C.J. Hicks will, will play a decent amount. And I think Sonny Styles has to start. Those three young studs need to play and play a lot. All right, right tackle. We still don't know if it's Tegra or Zen. Zen took the first team Went out there the first when the first team offense went out there. Zen went out there at right tackles. That tells me clearly Zen, even if it's by this much, is a little bit ahead of Tegra leaving spring. But it's a very close battle. Those guys rotated almost evenly. Unlike center, where Carson Hinsman almost took all the first team reps. They got Vic Cutler in there a little bit, but Carson Hinsman's the center. I think he's going to be a real good one at Ohio State. He'll have ups and downs as a redshirt freshman, as expected. Man, I wish Luke Whipler would have come back for another year. Nothing against Carson, because as you guys just heard me say, I think Carson Hensman going to be an excellent center here. Um, but it would be nice to have Whipler back for a fourth year, fourth-year junior. Did not see him leaving as, as a third-year sophomore. All the other centers that have come through here that have been really good have all stayed four years. You think of guys like going back to like Charles Bentley stayed for four years, and Nick Mangold stayed for four years, and you know, Corey Lindsley was here for five years. You know, Billy Price was here for five years. Pat Elfline was here for five years, you know, so on and on and on. And then uh, Luke Whipler, three years and out. But looks like he made the right choice, even though I was a little, I was like, I was surprised by it. You, you can't find a mock draft that doesn't have him going at least in the third round. And I won't be surprised if he goes in the second round, late second. There's some second round buzz if you read some mock drafts, but no later than third. You can't see it. You know, you can't find a mock draft that has him like slipped into the third day. So you go in the third round, and you made the right choice. It's not the how it used to be where you have to go in the first round for it to be the right choice. I, I believe if you're a, at least a second-day pick and you believe you want to leave, then I don't think you made a mistake if you're a, a second-day pick, a second-round or a third-round pick, because um, that in itself is decent money. And then if you play well, you're uh, four years away from your second contract, and that's where you get rich in the NFL. Anyway, I digress. So I think Carson Hinsman's going to be so a solid as a starting center. Right tackle, we shall see between Zen and Tegra. But that begs the next question. Will the Buckeyes land an offensive tackle in the portal? My answer to you is yes, I think they will. I would bet whatever you think is a reasonable about a amount of money to you or an amount of money that wouldn't break your bank but would mean something to you, I would bet that personally. I'm not saying you should do it. I don't think we can actually bet on whether Ohio State's going to land a tackle in the portal. Uh, maybe you can. Maybe there's an offshore uh, sports book that does that. That That's not what – Ohio has certain regulations, even though gambling is legal now, sports gambling, that you, you, they, they won't, they won't like, put certain stuff up there. Like, will Ohio State land a right tackle in the portal? But, um, but seriously, I think they will. And here's the thing. I talked to my source yesterday and who's been telling me the entire time that they will land a tackle. They're very confident that they will. And they have the NIL to back it. Now, I asked him, are you, do you still feel that way? And his answer was 100%. So it's one source, but it's a source I trust profusely. And he's telling me 100%. I like that news. Didn't give me a name. I don't even know if he knows the name. Um, but um, And they're not just targeting one player, to be clear. But the, the point is, they're, Ohio State according to my sources, is very confident that they're going to land a tackle in the portal. So that could be your starting right tackle right there. So there you go. 
I am putting my money on the Buckeyes landing an offensive tackle. All right. Speaking of, I can, I, I really consider portal recruiting. Speaking of recruiting, Buckeyes landed two commits on Saturday. Put a little icing on the cake for the spring game. Huge recruiting day it was, even though they got the two commits, which I'm going to talk about. I mean, it was a spectacle there. It was perfect. You had so many big-time recruits there, and it couldn't have been a, a nicer day weather-wise. Huge crowd there. Former players like Paris Johnson Jr. there helping recruit. Paris Johnson Jr. and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, getting honored uh, during the game, during a timeout for being uh, All-Americans and the fact that they're going to get a Buckeye tree in their honor. Hopefully Marvel will stay healthy this year because if he does, he's locked to get two Buckeye trees. Is that how it works, or you just get one Buckeye tree and they make it uh, off the guy? It's been a while since I walked through Buckeye Grove. I should know these things. But um, like, does Mike Doss have three trees? They probably just give you one one tree and they just put on your plaque that, by the way, this guy was uh, even more of a badass than some of these other guys. Okay. But I really love the way this class is shaping up. The Buckeyes land a tight end, Max LeBlanc from Chattanooga, four-star tight end. Picked them over Michigan, among others. What's funny as heck, just to go off, just real quick, I've got a, a good friend from high school whose last name is LeBlanc, who's actually a huge Michigan fan. <laughs> this cracks me up. He's a huge Michigan fan. He actually played tight end in high school for the high school that I went to. His last name's LeBlanc, huge Michigan fan, and the Buckeyes landed a LeBlanc over his Wolverines. I love it. And, yes, I did text him and was trolling him. I hope you're listening, Adrian. So uh, they landed Max LeBlanc, four-star, like that. Jelani Thurman is going to be a stud here. I don't think he's going to play a ton this year because you got Kate Stover back. I think Joe Royer is going to be in the number two, and G. Scott's going to be involved. But I think they're going to find – I don't think Jelani Thurman is going to redshirt, but I do think – by next year, Jelani Thurman's going to be playing a ton. Um, so Max LeBlanc's not a guy that's going to come in here and need to play as a true freshman by any means. But um, I like getting Max LeBlanc in this class, not just so I can make fun of my friend LeBlanc about Michigan losing out on him and the Buckeyes now having a LeBlanc on the good guy's side. All right. And they also landed running back. And this is – we all knew this was coming, I think. You know, running back Sam Williams-Dixon, the young man that transferred to Pick North, which I can't wait to see him against D1 competition. I bet you he's going to do really well. Three-star, but I, I, I have no doubt his ranking is going to go up. Look at his offer list. Penn State wanted him. Tennessee wanted him. Many others. I'm not saying everybody in the country wanted him. I'm not saying Georgia and Alabama wanted him. But he, Penn State wanted him. Tennessee wanted him. This is not your typical – you know, three-star that's ranked like in the 600s. This is just because he played at a very small school. Um, look for Sam Williams-Dixon's ranking to go up. Ohio State already has James Peoples in the class at running back. Those are two good running backs right there. We'll see if they add a third, a bruiser, because both those kids are, you know, um, speed guys. Although I think I think Peoples can get up to – can be like a Dobbins type, you know, maybe even be a, a little bigger than that. He's taller than Dobbins, but um, – Dobbins was pretty rocked up, though, even though he was short, he's short. But, but Dobbins is rocked up. But I, I I love James Peoples, who committed to the Buckeyes weeks ago. But I like Sam Williams-Dixon, too, and I can't wait to see him at Pick North this year, see how he does. I think he's going to do well. So Ohio State has now 12 commits in this class, the 2024 class, um, number two class in the country. Nice player rating, too, 93.3 of the guys in the uh, – of the teams in the top seven. Ohio State has – not just the second high, best class, 
um, second highest rated class, but they have the second highest play, average player rating, which I always think is super important. You look at the average player rating. Georgia, right there, they also have 12 commits. Georgia has the number one class. Um, they have a player rating uh, just ahead of the Buckeyes at uh, 94. So Ohio State 93.3, Georgia is at 94, their average player rating. And then Michigan has the number three class. They also have 12 commits. It's funny, like I think the top five classes all have 12 commits right now. Michigan has 12 commits. They have the number three class, but their average player rating is 91.3. So their average player rating is two percentage points lower than Ohio State. So same amount of commitments, Michigan putting it putting it together a good class, but Ohio State putting together what could be an excellent class. I like the uh, again, the average player rating being 93.3 is fantastic. And that's despite the fact that it actually got lowered because Sam Williams-Dixon is now the lowest rated player in the class because he's rated in the 600s, like I said, overall. Look for that to go up. <laughs> so they've got a 93.3 rating, and it went down after getting these two commits. So the overall points of the class went up. So that if you get a, even if you get a three-star, it does help your, your overall rating. It's all an algorithm. I'm not going to get too far into the weeds because, A, I was never good at calculus anyway. Okay. That's why I'm a sports writer and podcaster and radio and all that. Okay. Okay, I think this is, including Coach Hartline, looks like Buckeyes escaped spring without any major injuries. Did guys get banged up? Yes. Jihad Carter got banged up, but he's going to be back. Guys got banged up. Steel Chambers got banged up. Minor, he'll be back soon. Devin Brown, Minor, he'll be back soon. There wasn't a Mitchell Melton. I hope nothing's escaping my memory here because when you got 105 guys on the team, um, but I don't think there was. I don't think that anything happened. We, we were out there. We saw what happened with Jihad Carter. That looked like it could have been serious. Uh, he was grasping his right knee. It might have been one of those like non-contact, but I think he was probably just – it scared him. So it came back out. There's no way he would have came back out in full uniform like half hour later if it was serious. I've seen that too many times at practice. If it was serious, he would have stayed in there and they would have – there's no way he would have come back out. He's not even wearing a knee brace. He's over there running around. So it's not serious with Jihad Carter. I don't think there was any serious injuries at all, so that's great. Last year, Mitchell Melton was in the plans and tore his ACL late in the spring game. So it's too bad we didn't get a chance to see Devin Brown, but it's good that that's not a serious injury. No comparisons to Joe Burrow, the Joe Burrow situation. The Joe Burrow, first of all, Joe Burrow and Dwayne Haskins were battling for the backup job that year under behind JT Barrett, not the starting job. And it happened in camp. And it was a more serious injury. So Devin Brown's happened in spring, not a serious injury. He's battling for the starting job and he'll be back. So yeah, the Burrow, you, <laughs> we wonder what would have happened with Joe Burrow if he never broke his hand. Would he have, would fate have been different? Would he have won the Heisman at Ohio state? Would Dwayne Haskins have transferred? Who knows? Who knows? The good news is that Ohio state escaped without any, any major injuries this spring. And the good news is Joe Burrow is a Cincinnati Bengal. At least in my opinion, it's good news. If you're a fan of another AFC North team, it's very bad news for you. All right, just a few more parting thoughts. Listen, I was out there at a lot of practices this year, as, as was the rest of the, uh, the beat riders, the many that we have on the beat that continues to grow. We have the largest beat in American sports. I'm not joking. We seriously do. American sports, pro or college, New York Yankees, uh, anybody, name it. I mean, it's ridiculous. We ha we'll have NFL reporters come to a Ryan Day press conference who've never been there. They're like, damn, there's like four times as many people here as like whatever team I cover their head coach when he does a press press conference. We're like, yep, Buckeye Nation is insane and we love it. 
<laughs> so, all right. So Chip, I was out there and I thought Chip looked good all spring at running back. And I'm like, well, it's spring, you know, maybe, you know, I'm not seeing everything. I don't want to talk him up too much, but I, I did report, like I did my practice reports. He was in like, all of them. And what do we see in the spring game? We saw a guy that's 230 pounds that can run really, really well. Um, you've heard me say this before, but, you know, last year, when the linebackers were asked by Doug Maurice from Cleveland.com, um, who's the fastest linebacker? They all said Chip. Who's the strongest linebacker? They all said Chip. And now we're seeing it at running back with Chip. And um, I don't know what the pecking order is going to look like. You know, if I had to guess if Travion Henderson's healthy, he'll be he'll trot out there and be the starter um, when they begin the Indiana game. But I, I, Chip looks good to me at 230 pounds. He, he's, he runs – not just his speed. Again, his toughness, his, his strength. Good. Fastest and strongest of the linebackers when he was with the linebackers. Um, pretty good combination. He's tough to tackle, and he's fast. Pretty good combination. I think we forget, he, because of injuries to Travion and Mayan and Evan Pryor going into the season, but I think we, we tend to forget, Chip started the, the, the Michigan game. Had a couple of good runs early, too. Not crazy good runs, but anyway, my point is Chip looks good to me, and I think he's going to at least be in the plans this year. I don't know how much he's going to play, but he looks good to me. He looks like he could be like a weapon, not a guy you get out there because, oh, he's put his dues in, he's okay. Like No, he looks like he could be a weapon. I'm not saying he's going to start, but I'm saying like if he needed to start, I wouldn't be worried about it at all. And I, I love the depth. I love that Travion Henderson is now cleared and he's going to be healthy. I love that Mayan Williams is – going to enter this season healthy because he was good last year when healthy everybody like, kind of kind of focuses on the end of the year when Mayan was out there trying to he was, had so many things that was banged up I think he had like a broken finger knee was banged up he had other, he was so banged up he just wasn't the same back late in the season but he was good when he was healthy so if Mayan's healthy Travion's healthy Dallin Hayden's now a year older Evan Pryor's going to be um cleared for camp there's no doubt about that he was out there in full uniform during warm-ups cutting uh running catching passes looked good no knee brace on which is a good sign so chip to me looks good i thought that was a you know, underrated story of spring was chip training him all right what was not an underrated part of spring was carnell tate we talked about him all spring didn't do much in the spring game to the fourth quarter, and then he showed out, had the, had the touchdown, had a few other catches. Did have a drop, but everybody's going to have a drop. This kid is the real deal. Is he going to play a lot this year? No. As I've said before, I'll use the Marvin Harrison Jr. example again. Even Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't play a lot as a true freshman. Hardly played until the Rose Bowl. And then the only reason he had his coming out party in the Rose Bowl is because, well, A, because he's awesome. And B, because Alave and Garrett Wilson sat, uh, sat out the game, or he never even would have had that, that opportunity. So, and Marvin Harrison Jr. was ready to go as a, red, as a true freshman, as evidenced by that Rose Bowl. And we saw it that spring. You can tell even as a true freshman, Marvin Harrison Jr. was ready to go, but he had so many good guys ahead of him. Hartline didn't want to pull those guys off the field for a true freshman. So, is Hart, Hartline's not going to pull Marvin Harrison Jr. off the field this year for Carnell Tate, for example, or Mecca Egbuka. So, I think Carnell Tate will play. He won't redshirt, but he's not going to play a lot. But I love what I saw out of Carnell Tate this spring. I'm not just going to focus on the spring game. He had a fantastic spring, and we talked a lot about it. We probably didn't talk enough about Noah Rogers. Um, you know, he didn't. He wasn't wasn't putting on a show out there like Tate was when we were out there at the WAC during open practices. But he was good, and 
he had a hell of a touchdown catch in the spring game. Ball wasn't even thrown well by Gebbia. He went down and got it and it broke about four tackles. Noah Rogers is going to be a good one. He's another one. I don't think they're going to redshirt him. He won't play a lot. Okay. I don't need to explain why I just did, but he's going to be a good one. And they'll find him. He'll, he'll at least play this year, not redshirt, in my opinion. One more wide receiver I want to talk about Caleb Brown. Caleb Brown, again, might not play a lot, probably won't, unless there's injuries. Injuries will change everything. I'm saying guys won't play a lot. If there's injuries, they, they would. But if guys stay healthy, there's these the backup wide receivers, it's going to be tough sledding to get a lot of playing time, especially you got Julian Fleming coming back, X, you know, Jaden Ballard. Um, so it's going to be tough. But uh, I think Caleb Brown, you know, I heard he was going to be the, the, the number one kickoff returner, and he was out there returning. He was the first guy out there returning kicks. So that was telling. He was also the first guy out there returning punts. But I'm hearing Omeka is going to be the punt returner. So look for Caleb Brown to be heavily involved in special teams, be the primary kick returner this year, be a backup slot receiver. And a guy in the future, I think, can be a really good slot receiver and will play a lot in the future, not this year necessarily. So Caleb Brown, I think, is a guy that leaves spring with a lot of momentum. So it's another receiver I wanted to mention. All right, I didn't even mean to go this long. I almost won 25 minutes. Uh, flew by. There's a lot to talk about. Appreciate you guys riding with me. Uh, I am Dave Biddle. Uh, again, I thank you guys a lot. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Bye.